You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. Folks, as April now will slowly become May, remember J.K.L. Engineering, what a treat. If you're going to be inside, and we are for the next couple of months, why not have nice, comfortable central air in your home? J.K.L. Engineering, they can make it happen. Call them today, 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, it's still pretty chilly out in the heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier, Infinity System. They're energy efficient. They're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you say no gas, guess what? No problem. J.K.L. Engineering can design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Now, it heats in the winter, keeps you nice and cool in the summertime. These units are so efficient. It can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer. As I said, licensed both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 53 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. JKL, an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian Certified Factory Dealer. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL at 401-351-7600. They'll do it right the first time. JKL Engineering, Central Air, it's a game changer for your home. You want to make sure, whether it's your cooling system, heating system, working as efficiently as possible, jkl engineering the original the best 401-351-7600 folks it's john DePietro. weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at dipetro.com it is time for our segment politics this week with me he is the managing editor for oceanstatecurrent.com justin katz justin let's start off with uh, obviously all things are about the coronavirus. But I'd like to hear your thoughts on how um, Governor Raimondo now, the latest thing that has gone into effect, and it is interesting that each time these executive orders are introduced, there's always confusion about them. Uh, And the latest now is the face coverings with the stores. You even have a situation in East Providence. They're saying that you you won't get served. You can't go into a store. But there's definitely... um, it, there's definitely some uh, miscommunications uh, whenever some of these executive orders are introduced. Well, yes, there is. I mean, she seems to, Governor Raimondo seems to put out orders. Well, first of all, it's, it's not clear what any of it's based on because um, the, the spread of the disease appears to be slowing and perhaps peaking. And it's not clear why we need additional rules. And I think that might filter down to the public's awareness. So when these new things come come in where uh, you can't cross state lines or else to shop or you have to quarantine for 14 days. You have to wear a mask everywhere you go. All these, they they seem kind of, there's no reason to be escalating from the public perception. So people start wondering what it's all about. And the governor does then scale it back um, to, to essentially be, you know, you're just use your head. So I I think a a lot of it comes down to, for me, the, the kind of attitude 
uh, somebody online was saying she it's like being lectured to by the principal every day. Uh, this attitude that Rhode Islanders, we really need to be, be kind of lectured to, we need to be told, uh, knock it off, and all the all the other things she's saying. We're, you know, I'm a, part of me is proud of you, you know, that kind of rhetoric. Um, I need you to be brave. Um, and it, it comes to this attitude of kind of, kind of lecturing. So I think a lot of times what she's saying is more rhetorical than than meant to be in order so much. And I, that becomes confusing because that's not really the proper role of a, an executive. You know, there has been, um, it's funny you mentioned that because last week, especially uh, there was a local reporter and was kind of mentioning that a lot of times the, the daily press briefing now that they, you know, a lot of times they're a little redundant in the first, it's really first 30 to 40 minutes is a lot of just the kind of the monologue and then bring on that person. And, and most of the information comes out of the questions. A lot of times if you watch some of the other uh, governors and, and because of the situation, you do get to see how so many of the other people are handling it. It's not just such a local issue. Um, so there is a lot of that. And it's funny you say that because there, there has been some criticism or critique of um, of the whole thing of like, I'm proud of you. And, and what is the purpose of these? Are these, you know, pep talks? Are they informational? But Justin, I think we've, we've seen that that's just, Governor Mundo has settled on her style. And for the duration of it, I think that's just the way things are going to be. This this is just the style that she's comfortable with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Principal Raimondo. And it's been that way for, for all along. Uh, and then, you know, that's one reason you start to wonder if, if there really is a, a national hope for her uh, as she as, as she ex- runs out of time as governor. Um, another part of the style, though, that's very much related, I, I wanted to mention with the executive orders, she seems to never kind of back down as much as she kind of scales back and says, well, we really didn't need that. Just use your head. She she doesn't really back down on a necessity for things. And what I mean by that is, you know, we we all followed when. She, banned, she tried to block New Yorkers at our borders, essentially, you know, and they would be interviewed at the quarantine. And that, that was obviously unconstitutional. And when Governor Cuomo of New York pushed back, uh, when, suddenly, rather than repeal that, it became, OK, every state this applies. And that brings us to arresting golfers for going down to spending a few hours in Rhode Island to, to hit a ball around an open field. And I think we're seeing some of the same stuff with the, the executive order that goes into effect, yes, went into effect yesterday, I think, where big box stores can't allow you to browse their garden centers. I mean, she was, she, Governor Raimondo issued a directive that we couldn't have palm branches on Palm Sunday as Catholics. And that's patently unconstitutional. So rather than admit that, suddenly it's, okay, now you can't browse any flower store. So there, that to me goes right along with that kind of lecturing tone and the, okay, well, this is what we should be doing in this instance. And if, if you don't like that, I'm going to have to have to, you know, expand it to cover all plants or some, something to that effect. And I, I do worry that a lot of this appeals to Rhode Islanders to some extent, because you do, as beaches or what have you get closed, uh, you, you do see people commenting and saying, well, it's because a few people, a few bad apples are ruining it for everybody. And it's, it's really a fundamentally like a, an adolescent view of government. You know, they, if, if we're not behaving, they have to crack down, which that is kind of disturbing. And I, that's one thing we need to work out as Rhode Islanders as this all subsides. And, you know, you're exactly right. That's also not how our society works, which is, you know, everyone, well, if, if those that, that don't follow the law, they're the ones that punish. You don't punish 
everyone for something right. like that. If you if you have uh, if there's a group of people, not everyone gets a ticket on 95. They just pull over the person that's speeding on 95. You don't do it like that. <laughs> what what about yeah. though? Uh, before what about the element that. And it is, I think, a fear critique that I think in some ways the governor, she, um, there's some things about this have been done right in fairness. But the the idea that everyone is watching these and that therefore, uh, you know, this is the sole source. Granted, you know, then the media reports it later. But I think that they have a misconception that there are some people that still are barely following this. They certainly don't follow it every day. There are people that for different reasons, they, they don't follow the news. They, they don't know who the vice president is. They don't know who the lieutenant governor is. So to think that in a situation like this or anything, that they would then start following the news, I, I think how people get their source of information, I think that's also one of the problems. It, it probably is. And I, I think, as, I mean, initially, everybody was very concerned and watching the uh watching the daily returns of the numbers was, you know, pretty much the highest incentive to watch the daily briefing. And I, I think a lot of it has to do a lot of the lack of probably attention as these are getting is the, is the way governor Raimondo is handling them. You know, there, there, there are no reporters in a room. Uh, they, they've created no way for them to directly and visibly ask her questions in, in a way that we're accustomed to seeing with the reporters kind of peppering the politician with a chance to, you know, get some back and forth going to get out, draw out additional information. You don't have that. It's way too controlled. I mean, to some extent, there's now a, a closed conference call uh, on the phone that, that reporters can join, but it, it's really not the same. And that that's a very much about controlling the message, I think. And again, this goes right back to Governor Raimondo's style. That's how she operates. That's why she has so many PR people. It's about controlling the message, make sure I can convey what I want to convey and don't risk saying anything really ridiculous. Uh, and it, it doesn't inform the public and it's not that entertaining. So you're not going to get people paying much attention to it. Folks, it's John DePietro speaking with us. Is Justin Katz, managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, coming up, uh, we are going to talk more about that. Also, the General Assembly is not in session. This money that's supposed to go to the convention center, the uh, stay at home is still till May 8th, that and a lot more as we continue on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now, listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. And it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies. They fill Blue Rhino. And they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401-621-8129. Now is the time to stock up. It's drive-in, no wait, propane filling station. They'll fill up your tank. Now is the time. You want to make sure. You don't know what's going to happen. And if, in fact, you get locked down or you have to be out, then you want to make sure you have propane. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I, 
I'm stopping by to have Phil fill up. I have two tanks. I'm going to have them both filled up. 401-621-8129. Stop in and see him. He's just terrific. And again, right, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence, right near Rhode Island College, and right in front of Stop and Shop. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water. And they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300, MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies. You can depend on MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's John DePietro. Weekdays, folks, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, as we uh, speak, there is still no general assembly in session. And what Maybe the general public doesn't always follow, but as you're starting to get close to most of the time, when they start to get into May and then the first weeks of June, that's when things are really wrapping up. Um, do you think at this point that efforts should be made that they could somehow uh, be meeting in a way where there'd still be a safe social distance? Or what is your thought on the fact that right now, as we speak, the General Assembly is still not in session? Well, I think it's it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, we, we have a, an op-ed up on the Ocean State Current right now from this Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity CEO, Mike Stenhouse, essentially calling the General Assembly cowards uh, for not, not fulfilling their role, which is in part to be a check on the governor and also in part to, to pass as laws things that need to be done so she doesn't have to kind of trample all over our constitutional rights and issue executive orders that have nothing to do with an actual emergency on the ground. Uh, and it's so it's really, it's really should be kind of unforgivable that they're not in session. Uh, but what worries me is that they're actually doing a lot of the same horse trading. Uh, they always do this time of year, but they're doing it even less transparently than they usually do. So you're, you probably have a lot of, a lot of uh, zoom calls going on one-on-one or even maybe meetings at uh at certain restaurants on the hill, that kind of thing, um, just with a little bit more distance. But there, there's no reason they couldn't be conducting business right now in, in perhaps even a more transparent way than they did when it was on the floor of the House or Senate and, and really doing their job. But there's no, I mean, a political incentive for them is really just stay quiet, stay out of things. I saw a picture of uh, Speaker Mattiello with a mask on, and it was almost like a reminder that he exists. Uh, they they kind of like it because there's a lot of there's a lot of danger out there um, po- politically. You can you can say things that are too too loose, and then suddenly 
things to take a turn for the worse and you look like you're a fool or you can be too strict and things turn for the better and that that, may, that doesn't look good for a politician and a representative democracy either. So they have a lot of incentive to avoid the spotlight, uh, but that's not really not what we're paying them for. And as we come up to the deadline in just a you know, month and a half or so, uh, two months for, for declaring candidacies to run against them, I'm sure they don't want to give anybody any reason want to decide to go against them uh, until after that deadline is, is passed. You know, that's an excellent point um, because the, the, election November this entire time. This is normally when uh, they would be very active. There's more of their record that you could uh, at least critique. And instead, Justin, uh, if you're an incumbent, this almost borders on like a free pass. I even heard that Speaker Mattiello even said to someone in passing or that he, he wouldn't mind if they're not in session until next January. You're exactly right. The more that they're out of the headlines, First of all, it also something that hasn't been talked about. But if you're Sus Yankee, you're the Republican Party, and you're trying to recruit people to run, how do you recruit people that you can't go and meet with? Uh, people right now are in a lockdown, stay-at-home order until May eighth, and then the deadline is coming up to get signatures. Uh, you know, go out and try to build your name door to door. This is um, this in an incredible way really favors the incumbents. It, it almost in most cases, borders on impossible trying to knock someone out who, by all accounts, has not been in the headlines. And let's, you know, let's not forget that Matt Yellow seemingly was on the verge of being indicted before this whole thing happened. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he's not he's not sad to see that out of the headlines. But you're, you're right. And the incumbents with their money, I mean, just this over the weekend, I received a flyer from Representative Edwards, uh, who's my rep here in Tiverton. You know, they've got money in the bank. They've got some time. You can send out flyers. Here's some information about COVID-19. Um, meanwhile, they're not doing anything controversial. Uh, they're not having hearings about Second Amendment rights, for example, or, or abortion or anything like that, that might jar in the public and that might create opposition and it, so it is it does become kind of like a a free pass and by the time we hit summer i mean we're there it's entirely possible that this thing will fade pretty quickly and then we'll hit summer and we'll be looking at the devastation of our economy and and other social diseases that come from uh come from being unemployed and idle and sitting at home um so abuse and all that kind of thing uh, and We'll be dealing with this wreckage during the summer and the people will have no real choice to hold anybody accountable because the date will have passed to declare. So you're kind of stuck with the same people and then they'll have two more years to justify their inaction. Something that has um, jumped out is regardless of this, uh, and I even asked the question on um, it was on one of those 15 minute kind of call in conference calls with the governor, but 4 million is scheduled to go for the convention center. So a little over 600,000 a month that's happening. Apparently FEMA is the one that reimburses them for that. They, the governor said, well, we were under pressure to get these field hospitals up and running. And so the convention center will receive the 4 million. And Justin, there are people wondering, no, wait a minute, the place is empty. Uh, they weren't going to have any events. And right now, the hospitals are not close to being full. Uh, it, it certainly strikes a lot of people as like this potentially is almost like an insider type of situation that whatever happens, they are definitely covered that they're going to receive the four million. Yeah, it's hard not to see it like that. I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, it, it feels a lot like 
an opportunity to take federal tax money and and just use it to puff up Rhode Island's insider cronies, as we, we were discussing before this all hit with the convention center and George Nee involved in that, and that, you know, giving out jobs to, to, pe to people associated with uh, the board members. <clears throat> so the, they're, they're propped up and everybody has an attitude, which we often have in Rhode Island of, well, this is being paid by the federal government, so it doesn't really count. I mean, they, they, they really, they're setting up for 600 beds there, and it's starting to look like we may not need more than 300 total in the state. So all this money is going to be going to fund an, op an open building with, with no use just to keep something going that was of questionable use before. Um, and it, I, what concerns me most about this, though, is it starts to have this. I saw a tweet that Rhode Island renting a building that Rhode Island owns is the most Rhode Island thing ever. That kind of that's not a healthy attitude to be to, to be perpetuating perpetuating out there with this kind of action. And it does start to make you wonder, you know, as the, so the governor is just now kind of inking this deal, a six month deal for $660,000 a month uh, for 600 hospital beds. Well, what if, what if we have reached or passed the peak and now it all starts to go down and we're sitting here paying this money to rent this place out for six months. It really does start to make you feel like it's about insiders. And it also creates an incentive for the governor to, make it seem like this is going to be continued to be necessary. So it's going to, it creates incentive for her to continue to, to kind of prop up the idea that there's a crisis. And that's just not a, a healthy interaction for us to have in, in, with our governor. And even if it's not true, that's the perception that can start to bubble up when you have these kind of unnecessary deals. And it's, it's really, I think, un, unhealthy. And, and even if it is federal money, I mean, it's still our money. Folks, it's Sean DePietro. We're speaking with Justin Katz, managing editor for OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. Now, coming up, we are going to talk about the uh, various models predicting the direction of where exactly the virus is going in Rhode Island. Uh, that and also a lot of talk about Governor Armando, possible VP slot, that a lot more as we continue on the John DePietro show. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401-617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant safe solution. Wait to see the difference. Now I tell people go to uh, log on to the Facebook page Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Bethel Soft Wash and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Soft Wash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae instead. 
Bethel Certified Soft Wash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585, and look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Soft Wash, right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media, for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. 799 or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today 401 521 0200 Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on. Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto. Delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable Fuel oil delivery, serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. You can also, as I mentioned, check out their website. It's henryoil.com, henryoil.com. Take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans, full-service fuel company that you can depend on, Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil, 401-521-0200, online at henryoil.com. It's John DePietro, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Uh, Justin, why don't we get into uh, Justin Katz, folks, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. The segment is politics this week. Uh, there, there was something that came up where right now, uh, Governor Mundo, Rhode Island came out with its own model, and it shows the surge. Rhode Island supposedly going to hit the peak now, April 25th. 
and our stay-at-home order is still in place for May 8th. Now, last night, uh, Vice President Mike Pence, he was rattling off a number of different locations, and he said that Rhode Island, we've already hit our peak and hit our surge. Now, we could have been a mistake because he was almost like throwing us in with the New York region. But if you're using the New York model, the numbers are definitely starting to go down. Um, what do you think about this business of the various models predicting the direction? It was, it was very dramatic from on Thursday where uh, they came out with the Rhode Island model and it would show that possibly 4,000 deaths, maybe 2,000 deaths, the number of hospital beds, it was an increase of 800%. And then within two days, the numbers were reversed to maybe somewhere, I think it was more around 250 deaths and obviously nowhere close to needing uh, that number of hospital beds. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of stunning bad timing on the governor's part. I mean, she finally released a model to kind of tell Rhode Islanders, this is this is what I'm looking at. What's, this is what's making me scared. And then all of a sudden, it doesn't match reality. I mean, when she released it on Thursday, it already wasn't reflecting the prior week of hospitalizations. Uh, so it became, as you said, an 800% increase by May 3rd to 2,200 hospital beds needed. That just wasn't plausible. But at the time, in fairness, the another model that everybody's watching, the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, IHME, was saying about, or it was less, but it was saying about the same thing, peaking in early May. Um, ju just for fun on the Ocean State Current, I put out the own, my own model that I've been kind of following, which is entirely based on trends as they've been. And <clears throat> I was, I'm, I was predicting in the middle of the week that we'd be done we'd be hitting the peak this week in the next few days. And that's actually starting to look like what's going to happen. And it's what the, the IHME has revised their model to match that. So at least for hospitalizations, we'll be, uh, we, we'll, we may be peaking this week. Um, what's not clear to me, because Governor Raimondo, is, from what I've seen, is still saying peak in, in early to mid-May. Uh, I'm not sure everybody's talking about the same peaks. I think she may be saying that that's when we will have really no new no more increase in cases of of the, the, the virus at all whereas i think everybody else is kind of talking about the peak active cases peak hospitalization you know this is the most people we're going to have in the hospital at this moment um so I, th I think that may be some of the disagreement but i the just the the quick the quick jump for me uh from you know up to thursday it was all about uh, we're, we're exponential growth. We need all these new executive orders. The All the reporters were reporting you know, hospitalization. That's the thing to watch. And then over this weekend, hospitalizations actually kind of stalled out and yesterday actually went down by one. Uh, so it starts to look like a peak and suddenly it's not about the hospitalization so much anymore. Right? So there does it does feel like the messaging is being crafted uh, to, the, to the needs of the time. So I, I I think we we need to be a little bit more circumspect and because we I mean, if we we're looking at how a society ought to operate, we ought to be right now asking ourselves, what is tolerable? If, I mean, Governor Raimondo keeps saying we're going to live like this for the next 12 to 18 months until there's a vaccine or a cure or something. Uh, but that's not practical. We're not going to keep our economy largely closed down for a year. So what are we willing to tolerate? 
uh, as far as hospitalizations and deaths, it's kind of a question a society has to ask itself. It's not for Principal Raimondo to, to dictate to everybody. And that's what we're kind of being prevented from doing because uh, we're not being given real kind of tangible numbers of, that reflect what's actually happening. Justin Katz, uh, Governor Raimondo was on CNN on Friday and then immediately after that uh, on Saturday. What some people don't realize is one of the reasons why you appear on MSNBC or CNN or Fox for that matter, it really is. It's incredible way to get visibility in front of political pundits. And one of them, Mike Murphy, who happens to be a Republican strategist, he tweeted out on Saturday after seeing her on CNN, boom, that's who should be uh, Biden's VP, blah, 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 and everything else. What do you think of this talk about um, Governor Mundo for the vice president slot with uh, former Vice President Joe Biden? Well, it does validate something that you've been saying in recent weeks. I think, you know, this pandemic's an opportunity for for governors to be out there on camera looking like executives and uh, so it is a, definitely a, a political opportunity and and as you point out it also puts state level politicians it gives them a kind of a, a jump up on getting some national attention and being seen in terms of the national um, the, the national political set so you get you know governor Raimondo versus mike pence uh so it starts to put them on that stage and people start to see them there i don't know though i mean i don't i don't make any i don't want to make any predictions about this thing uh the, the vp predict, uh, pick by joe biden but i'd be very i'd be kind of surprised if it's if it turns out to be governor Raimondo. i mean she right now she's got support in rhode island but it's not clear how how long lasting that'll be. But even if she had full support in Rhode Island, that's not a very big swing uh, for a presidential candidate. And her connections nationally are probably overlap quite a bit with Joe Biden. So he wouldn't really gain all that much by bringing her on board versus say a more progressive um, candidate who could, who could you know, bolster his, his left flank. So I, I'm not so sure it'll go very far. I mean, a, a certain kind of anti-Trump Republican and a certain kind of Democrat is going to promote her because that's their, the style they like. But I, I'm not, I don't know how far it's going to go. I did think it was amusing though. Um, I think it was on the conference call, Ted Nisi asked her about the, uh, about what about the vice president thing? And she said, Oh, you know, that's the last thing on my mind, but it was kind of humorous because you know, the subtext in her mind was, Oh, but thanks for asking. I'm, it's always nice to be to be thought of in those terms. So I, I think it's probably good for her career, good to bump her up the ranks. But I, I don't know that we're going to see a VP Raimondo. Well, in, and actually her response was, was interesting was, well, they haven't contacted me. They haven't called me. So a lot of times you want that reported because that's a way to kind of telegraph to people that someone might say to the party, hey, you should contact so-and-so or because uh, it's kind of a non-answer to say, um, well, they haven't contacted me. So that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that they, they couldn't. It would be a different answer. Justin, just a couple of other uh, uh, things. What do you think of right now Rhode Island uh, Pro-Life has a poll going up and they are uh, upset and rightfully that right now in Rhode Island, abortion is considered an essential service? Well, yeah, I, I think that was the, the director, I think, of the Southern New England of Planned Parenthood is being quoted in news media saying what what could be more essential than abortion it's it's i think uh, i have to admit that the the right to life folks have a good argument here i mean they they in the midst we're shutting down our society 
to save lives of vulnerable people. Um, and here we're also allowing this, this unique medical procedure, which is about killing a human life versus saving a human life being permitted to go forward. I mean, nationwide uh, in Texas, for example, there, there's actually a, a case that's kind of steamrolling right toward the Supreme Court where the state said, this is not an essential service. We need to preserve our protective equipment for, for medical procedures having to do with this virus and abortion procedures use up those um, that equipment. So that's actually being, and Planned Parenthood obviously is fighting that in Texas. So th there is a lot of question of how can you have this be, you know, this, this, uh, this procedure that is, is, there to, to end a, a life being promoted above other procedures. A lot of hospitals now are actually complaining if you're, if you're not in a, hos, in a hot spot for the disease, a lot of the hospitals are, are empty because they've canceled all elective services, right. one, to, to, keep people, to keep people out of, out of you know, integrating in a hospital where they might catch the disease, but also so they don't use up these supplies. Yeah. And if that's going on, what's the rationale for, for maintaining abortion? That, that's a really good question. Uh, and, and finally, uh, folks, again, we're speaking with uh, Justin Katz, managing at our OceanStateCurrent.com. Our segment is politics this week. Justin, when do you think right now the stay-at-home order is, uh, is May 8th for Rhode Island? But over the next two weeks, especially this week, if things continue on the, on the decline, you know, they knocked President Trump, who said that in the spring, as the weather gets warmer, this thing could suddenly just start to disappear. Um, the numbers are going down. Now, they're saying it's all because of social distancing, and I think some of that is true. But I just wonder, do, does the governor hold on to May 8th or suddenly realize that I, the sooner the better? If, if she could reopen and start to get businesses back uh, by May 1st, by the end of the month, over the next two weeks, these final two weeks of April, it, it certainly I, I would hope that they're not going to just hold on to May 8th because that was the, the initial you know, stay-at-home order that, that went into existence. Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, we've been watching the the goalposts move quite a bit. I mean, at first we we had to endure all the shutdown because we didn't want to overwhelm our hospitals and our medical uh, industry, and that seems to have gone by the wayside now. And so it's we're looking at peaks. It's almost like we're trying to avoid any any deaths or hospitalizations at all. Which each one is is terrible, but we you know closing down your economy hurts people as well. And so you, you can't just, you can't make that trade off generally. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think the, the way trends went over the past week, we're going to be looking at uh, hospitalization starting to decrease. So uh, as week after week of, of distance learning for students, uh, people not being able to work, people not being able to shop now, I mean, and that's actually getting more stringent with the garden centers. <clears throat> as that continues, I think it's going to be get harder and harder for the governor to hold on to that May 8th date, uh, let alone extend it. So there, there's some big questions that are going to have to be asked. And I think that's one thing to, she has been a little bit better than, than other places where sadly Vermont was weeks ago said we're ending school now. I mean, it was that for the rest of the school year that a lot of these decisions are, are really premature uh, to close things down. So uh, it's going to get hard for her to, to keep it going, but, and hopefully, Hopefully that's the absolute latest. And I think by the time it, that comes, May 8th, the way things are going right now, it's, it's looking like it'll, we'll all feel certainly ready to go back and, and not, not quite as fearful. Folks, he's the managing editor at OceanStateCurrent.com, Justin Katz. Justin, great job. We'll talk to you again.
Thanks, John. Look forward. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local, aka sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801 from MEGA professionals. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company. Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. It's John DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home, your business, a school, any type of building. You need Soul Source Restoration, a Rhode Island-based company, and it's Soul. S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, Soul Source Restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Sole source restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike Seepy 
of Soul Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Soul Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration, and again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Soul Source Restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company certainly in rhode island right now but the way i understand it i've heard you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of equipment that you have we utilize cdc approved hospital grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermal foggers these microthermal foggers break down the disinfectant to three to five micron which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter this allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material giving you a true 99.9 percent kill of all pathogens you know, Mike, right now, someone is listening, saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike CP, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online soulsourcerestoration.com you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until two non-stop coverage pandemic worldwide the coronavirus 
hits Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut. Go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. You can listen live at the website. You ever miss any coverage at the website at the top, click on radio show. You can listen. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's John DePietro Show. And as always, you can email me, john at dipietro.com. Much more ahead, pandemic coverage on the John DePietro Show. <laughs>